What's up, everybody? You're tuned in to another episode of the Chicano Podcast. I'm your host, Belon, and this episode is being brought to you by Chocast. It's also being brought to you by Chicano, and it's also being brought to you by Steve Garcia. What's the deal? What's the deal, gente? How y'all been? How y'all living? It's another a beautiful day in Semanawak. Semanawak is the uh, Western Hemisphere. It's all the lands of our homes. Um, when I say that, I say that with a great deal of pride because a lot of not 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 a lot of people know, um, you know, any um, or they don't know that a lot of the words that actually. Um, our colonizers have taught us uh, through these European languages are actually uh, words from Nahuatl. Um, there are uh, many examples, but uh, getting back to, um, you know, this particular word, uh, Semanawak, what it basically means is it means uh, a lot of our gente call uh, Turtle Island, um, the Western Hemisphere, which would be all of the Americas. Uh, everything that encompasses uh, North and South America, um, our ancestral homelands, uh, was called the Western Hemisphere, or better yet, a lot of people today say Turtle Island. Uh, but I like to say Semanawak because I think that it connects all of our people um, instead of being uh, so divisive, you know. Um, I think that, you know, before the European invasion, you know, we had no concept or idea of all these borders and, uh, you know, the migration and the um, thing that we call migrants today. It's kind of interesting when you watch the news and, uh, you know, they're putting down our people, uh, you know, for being, you know, uh, migrating, uh, you know, the thing that we've done for tens of thousands of years, uh, you know, here in the Americas, um, you know, we are called migrants, right? But we're not immigrants. That's what's real cool is sometimes we catch a bad rap or our gente, uh, you know, that is coming in from Mexico or Honduras or Guatemala or um, El Salvador, um, you know, they're called, they're called immigrants. And that's not true. That is not true, and that needs to be consciously something uh, that we talk about um, as Chicanos, as uh, Native Americans, as indigenous people. Um, I just kind of want to give you a glimpse into um, all these uh, connections because we've been lied to, you know. A lot of people don't know that our colonialism runs deep. We've been super um, kept in the dark. Uh, from all of the truths that make us, you know, who we are. And um, I think that, you know, that being said, like if you look at um, the, the, the language um, of our ancestors, uh, you know, there are, um, you know, two cradles of civilization here on Semanawak, right? And um, one of them, comes from Central America. Uh, you know, all of the language 
uh, that is associated, uh, you know, with Nahuatl or what some would say Uto Aztecan uh, language, um, you know, had a branch um, of uh, different languages that it, you know, that it that it formed later on, um, you know, and this all started, you know, probably, uh, you know, two to 10,000 years ago. It's just, you know, been evolving and changing. And um, I think all of our tribes, you know, at one point, you know, came from, uh, you know, similar tribes. So, um, you know, that being said, you know, today I kind of wanted to open up a little bit, uh, you know, talking about um, Aslan, right? You know, a lot of people, you know, talk about Aslan and um, I think that, you know, they, 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 they try uh, to, to see it as a divisive thing. Um, I know that um, a lot of Native Americans, uh, you know, obviously from uh, different uh, tribes, you know, sometimes may see it that way. Um, but they even see uh, Chicano as being a divisive, uh, you know, sort of identity. And um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, this partisan politics, you know, where, uh, you know, I don't think that, the you know, the Democrats or the Republicans are really any different. Um, you know, they just have different um, different values. So they just vote, you know, in their interests. And I think that's what you're learning when you uh, learn a lot of this um, colonial narrative. However, I think that, you know, a lot of the um, a, a, a lot of. Um, you know, history and in, in, in a lot of this history that, you know, we learn, um, you know, is told from a colonial uh, standpoint or a narrative. A lot of it, you know, was written, uh, you know, by people and it's told, uh, you know, by people, uh, you know, that really were not, uh, you know, our, uh, our, our, our DNA, uh, so to speak. They really didn't have the interest um, of uh, preserving um, something that was beautiful. I mean, when you hear about our culture, a lot of times you hear that, you know, we're blood letters or, you know, we're uh, these cannibals or the uh, these human sacrifices. But, you know, you really don't hear about, you know, all the good things like, you know, the engineering or the mathematician or the literature or uh, the astronomy or the uh, pyramid building or, uh, you know, the bioengineering of foods like corn, uh, you know, the um, uh, achievements that make uh, someone a worldwide cradle of civilization means that, you know, they had uh, huge um, populations. And to build a huge population, you have to have people. And you have to have order and you have to have structure and you have to have intelligence. And these were all things, like I said earlier, that have been suppressed. They've been kept from us. Uh, you know, when you look at all the achievements, that's not what you hear. You hear about, you know, Native Americans not really being able to write. Uh, that's why, you know, a lot of their uh, history is not told. Uh, when, in fact, you know, the Iroquois were, uh, you know, part of the. Uh, reason the democracy even exists in uh, the United States of America when uh, Ben Franklin was putting together, uh, you know, these uh, founding documents uh, that uh, put together the uh, 13 colonies. But enough of their narrative, um, you know, when we're when we're looking at 
um, disseminating uh, all of this information, uh, you know, we have to be able uh, to discern it and critically think on our own. Uh, because the more information that you get, sometimes it contrasts uh, other beliefs and you have to come up, you know, with your own paradigm, your own perspective, your own uh, viewpoint, vantage point, um, idealisms, uh, you know, that you're interpreting. And um, I'm really able to uh, do a lot of that uh, right now with the uh, groups and the clubs, uh, you know, that I'm a part of. So um, I, I, I um, encourage you uh, to either find groups and clubs uh, where you can have these conversations or make groups and clubs to where you can have these conversations. Because, I mean, I, I, I can't believe we don't have our own uh, colleges, our own schools, our own teachers, you know, telling us that, you know, a lot of the words that we use today, uh, you know, in our uh, language of the Americas is actually founded in our ancestry or lineage. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, we had a strong impact on this civilization uh, that we live in today, uh, this country that we live in today, uh, that, you know, people don't even know why uh, avocado or uh, chocolate um, is uh, used as a word. Uh, these words are, they actually, a lot of these words come from our people, you know, cacao, uh, you know, uh, where uh, chocolate, you know, uh, comes from. Um, this is one of the uh, oldest words, uh, you know, in English. Uh, but, you know, when we're looking at where it actually comes from and what it's uh, being, uh, you know, referred to, um, you know, this is, um, it, it, it's crazy that it actually comes from our people. Uh, let me give you a little insert. Chocolate comes from the cacao bean, as does cocoa. And because the three words sometimes overlap, their precise meanings can be confusing. Unsurprisingly, cacao is the oldest of these words in English. It's a direct borrowing of the Spanish spelling used for the Nahuatl word, cacahuatl. And I just wanted uh, to put that in there because cacao was the spelling used by the conquistador, that guy Hernan Cortez. He introduced chocolate to Europe in 1519 following his visit to the court of the Aztec king Moctezuma uh, II, where he was served a bitter cacao drink, uh, cacao bean drink. And uh, cacao initially refers to the part of the plant or the seed of the pod or the bean of the tree itself. Today, it usually refers uh, to the dried seed of the cacao plant. And not a lot of people know that these words, uh, you know, were uh, from our lineage, like I said earlier. And um, the coyote, um, that's another uh, word uh, that comes, uh, you know, from the Nahuatl word coyotl. Um, you know, which basically means, uh, you know, canines of uh, North America. Um, a lot of people don't know that avocados, uh, these were our foods. The aguajate, 
the Awahakatul, uh, you know, there were there were certain root words that came from our people, just like the tomato. Um, you know, that's another um, word that was pronounced tomato, you know, in Nahuatl. Uh, the potato is, uh, you know, from uh, our people. Um, a lot of people don't know that. The chili pepper, um, you know, is uh, another word. I'm just going to go on uh, to just, you know, uh, talk about a few of them. I'm not going to get into it. The ocelot, uh, the cat, the ocelot um, was another uh, word uh, that was used. Uh, chipotle uh, is another, uh, you know, word. So, you know, there's 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 a lot more that you can look up, you know, on the Internet. But I just kind of wanted to cover those, uh, you know, for a second, because I think language is important and um, not not in terms of borders. I think in terms of the opposite, um, you know, when we're talking about, um, let's just say Aslan, right? Because a lot of people get bent up on, you know, like, hey, you know, you're these are our lands. But you got to remember that we're brothers and we're sisters and we're part of the same tribes. A lot of these tribes, uh, you know, were actually not always at war. A lot of them were trading amongst each other or they were intermarrying, uh, you know, with each other. A lot of our politics, um, especially, uh, you know, when we're talking about the Mexica or the Aztecs or, uh, you know, the Triple Alliance or, you know, the seven tribes that came out of the cave. These are all uh, disbursements of people or clans, if you will. Uh, so we were not always um, monolithic, right? And I think that a lot of, uh, you know, the, 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 the trendy hip, uh, woke narratives are, you know, uh, reluctant, uh, to, um, look at that we came from, uh, you know, one, uh, people. And, um, you know, I mean, they, you know, everybody wants to be different. I get it. You know, everybody wants to, uh, you know, claim, uh, you know, their authenticity of, you know, their tribe. And I get that as well. And I, I think my more power to you, more kudos uh, to you, because, you know, you're you're already getting into uh, the, uh, the 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 um, understanding that, you know, we are different. And I think that that's the first step in uh, decolonizing. But, you know, the more and more and more you read and the more that you understand, uh, you know, that, yes, uh, you know, we are uh, 500 nations or more, uh, but we all came from the same DNA. I mean, our DNA is, is, is the same prior to post-colonial era. You know, when when we're talking about, uh, you know, um, uh, before 1519, uh, before uh, the invasion of uh, the Europeans, uh, you know, we all have a blood um, that is, um, you know, genetically, uh, you know, with uh, DNA markers and chromosomes are uh, the same. Um, they say that, you know, we're one of the uh, largest carriers of old blood. And um, I'm sure there's some other things, you know, especially about blood uh, that gives us a distinct, a distinct blood type, uh, you know, from the Asians, uh, you know, or from uh, anything outside of the Bering Strait. Uh, so a lot of these um, ideals, 
not only challenge or contrast, uh, you know, what we've been told or taught by Western science, uh, but they make you think, you know, was was the Bering Strait, uh, you know, really something that happened if our blood is so different, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, the Asian continent, you know, outside of the Bering Strait? I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. I'm just saying that you're going to find uh, history that, again, you know, I think like 10, 15 years ago, Western science uh, was accepting the fact that, you know, this uh, Clovis uh, ideal that, you know, we've only been here, uh, you know, between like 10 and 13,000 years. And now we're starting to find information that's putting a footprint as far as 40,000 years or more. Um, and these are all challenging the narratives and the ideals of Western science or the narrative or the colonial mindset that I think sometimes is not always going to be on our side. Um, I think that there's normally always a um, underlying um, There's, they, they, they always want something, you know what I mean? And I think that they always want to, they always want people, I think that they always want people to, to, to fall into that um, ideal of, uh, you know, Europeans uh, are somehow on, on the top of the food chain, or they were the first to do this or the first to do that. And, um, you know, if we had pyramids, um, it must not have been us, you know, it, it, it probably was. Uh, aliens, uh, because, you know, the Europeans didn't do it. And I think, again, that, that goes back to the suppressing of languages. But, you know, out of the out of the woods, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the language as well, uh, because a lot of people don't know how extensive uh, the Uto Aztecan language uh, really was and where um, it originated. In terms of uh, Aslan or where it was even headed, uh, because, again, you get into these discussions, you know, with our own gente and our own gente will be the first people sometimes uh, to start, you know, telling you um, narratives that almost sound uh, like they're fighting with you. Or if they're like, you know, uh, super colonized, you know, with these Eurocentric uh, point of views of like, you know, uh, I think, you know, we've all heard like, you know, well, y'all were fighting, you know, uh, you know, for the land. So, you know, y'all, y'all, you know, well, Europeans didn't do anything that the Native Americans didn't do um, or something like that. You know, and the reason that I bring that up is because, again, I think that that divisive mentality, that divide and uh, conquer, it's worked on us way too long. And, uh, you know, once we start looking at, you know, hey, what is Aslan? Why um, are uh, Chicanos talking about all this division? I don't think that it's division. I mean, if you start looking into some of these books um, and you start looking at the way that even uh, the way that the, the children were educated. And again, I don't know who wrote these uh, codices or these codexes, but that's the history. Um, you know, they're saying that, you know, there were two different schools of thought when it came to nobility and when it came to the um, the regular class people. They talk about that in their, uh, you know, governments and um, how things, uh, you know, were different uh, when they were uh, trying uh, to uh, go to war 
uh, over resources or over land. Uh, you know, there's a certain element of politics uh, that, you know, we all have to be, I think, aware of uh, because uh, this politics, um, it's not just a uh, politics that, you know, was um, a Eurocentric idea. I think a lot of the politics uh, was actually given to the Europeans because, you know, like when um, Hernan Cortez came over here, right, and he saw the way that Tenochtitlan looked, they were in state, they were in admiration of how clean our people were and how big the city was. I mean, we're talking about a city with hundreds of thousands of people. And what, what, what does it take to rule over one, you know, over hundreds of thousands of people? You know, getting getting into uh, a half a million people, you know, you have to have some type of civilized structure. You have to have, um, you know, education. Um, you know, you have to have a political mindset. And I think that um, there were certain aspects of our politics and running all of those people that, you know, you know, we had some bendidos. I think we had a lot of sellouts that, you know, told, uh, you know, Cortez a little bit too much information. Um, you know, they they they, they got together, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, overthrowing, uh, you know, each other, you know, fighting against each other, you know, on the behalfs of the Europeans. So, again, these are more and more narratives that say, you know what, the only people that are defeating ourselves, uh, you know, is ourselves by not unifying because, when we look at uh, Seminawak to this day, I mean, it's balkanized. Uh, you know, you're looking at North America, you're looking at South America, you're looking at uh, the United States, uh, you're looking at uh, California. And then within the United States, you have 50 states. And then south of, south of Mexico, you got, you know, uh, Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, Nicaragua. You know, you have the Central American states. And then you got uh, all of South America, like Colombia and Bolivia. And, all you know, all of them are going through their, their, their turmoils. Uh, you know, they're being overthrown, uh, you know, by coups, uh, you know, they're uh, getting their taste of uh, Western civilization, what that looks like under imperialism or what that looks like under the guise of democracy and capitalism. And, uh, you know, when you're looking at these uh, foreign interests taking over your land and over your resources, you got to ask yourself, what do we got? You know, we ain't got shit. What do we got? We ain't got nothing. They got everything. Bolivia, perfect example. You know, I mean, I think the population is like 90% uh, indigenous. You know, they just recently had an indigenous president, but he got overthrown by a coup that was backed by the United States. Even Tesla and all these other guys like Elon Musk, uh, you know, were putting their two cents in to overthrow for the natural resources like lithium and all their salt flats because they hold like such... Um, a huge pocket uh, that could build these uh, batteries, uh, you know, for the um, in uh, for 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 the industry of transportation, you know, bringing down that cost to, I don't know what they were getting it down to. I think it was like in the in the in the thousands of dollars, which they could have like you know nationalized it there in Bolivia and got like a million dollars 
over a million dollars per ton. Now I think they're paying less than like, you know, like a, like a few thousand dollars, you know, per ton of lithium to build these batteries that are going to, uh, you know, this is a poor country. You know, this is a poor country. This is what I'm getting at is these resources. I know I'm all over the place, but um, the value is here in this, uh, you know, particular episode because where I was going is we are all the same. We are all connected in um, these Uto Azteca languages, like especially when we're looking at Nahuatl. A lot of the words, a lot of people don't know, um, like Michigan, um, uh, you know, um, when you look at, you know, where did that word uh, Michigan come from? You know, again, it's a Nahuatl word. And when I say that it's a Nahuatl word, um, it's, 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 it's the, um, the place of fishes. And a lot of people don't know that either. Um, you know, but what I'm saying is that if, if, if Michigan all the way in Detroit has a uh, connected word of, uh, like, uh, you know, Michigan, you know, with our language, you know, then why is it so hard to believe that, you know, we were not connected, you know, all the way up to Michigan, you know? Um, a lot of people don't even know that, uh, moccasin comes from another Nahuatl word called, uh, you know, mokatsi. And, um, those, uh, Native Americans, uh, you know, got that word. Uh, I think it was, uh, the, the Shoshone, uh, but it's a, it's, it's a different tribe that's not really connected, uh, you know, to the, um, the 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 indigenous people of Central America. However, the language is connected. This 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 umbrella of the Nahuatl words, the Uto Aztecan language, the similarities, uh, you know, the the that are drawn uh, means that we are connected. The blood, the language, uh, the identity. There may have been uh, distinctions. Uh, you know, amongst our tribes, you know, later on. But I mean, I think that if you would have went back to like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, to the, the 1500s or the 1400s or the 1300s or, uh, you know, 10, 11, 500, uh, you know, after the death uh, AD, uh, then you probably would have seen that a lot of these uh, tribes were probably the same. And, um, that's kind of what I, uh, wanted to, uh, talk about in this particular episode, uh, just because I think that, you know, we come from this, uh, perspective that, you know, everything is, um, like a different tribe, but a lot of times it is the same tribe. And I think that there were politics, uh, you know, involved, um, and that, you know, there were struggles, there were fights, uh, you know, amongst our tribes. And I think that sometimes, you know, when that happened, um, I think that, you know, tribes left, you know, if, uh, you know, they saw the opportunity to take off, you know, maybe that's what, uh, you know, some of the uh, North American Indians did. 
uh, you know, later on. Maybe they said, man, I don't know about all this war, and I don't know about this, or I don't know about that, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe they just, they took off, but um, a lot of them were mound builders, you know, even um, out there in uh, different parts of uh, North America, you know, you find mounds, um, you know, you even find, um, I want to say like in, um, what is it, like Utah, uh, you know, you have um, traces of the, uh, what I think it's called the uh, the water utes and the Paiutes, the, the, the Shoshone, the Kahuila. Um, you know, these areas, uh, you know, have, uh, traces, uh, you know, of our people. And, um, I just, I just wanted to, you know, do that, uh, episode, uh, to kind of let you guys know of, uh, kind of what I was thinking about. It's not, um, you know, too, uh, academic. Uh, you can look a lot of this stuff up on your own, uh, just to find the parallels. Uh, but also, um, want to let everybody know in uh, me digging and, uh, you know, me, uh, you know, putting together these uh, book clubs and me trying to, uh, you know, find the resources, uh, you know, to not only find content, but, you know, make a lot of these things happen like over Zoom and um, all that. I hope you do find value in the show. Um, we're already getting into um, pretty close. We're going to be on our third year, uh, you know, running the Chicano podcast. I don't have any advertisers, so this is going to be the first time, uh, you know, in two years uh, that I'm actually going to put something out there, you know, for any uh, listeners that do want to support, uh, you know, the show or, uh, you know, some of the other uh, things uh, that I'm doing on Facebook, like, you know, the Chicano Book Club, uh, you know, just, you know, sometimes you know, just having internet access or paying for Zoom or, uh, you know, finding the materials, uh, you know, to make all these things work, uh, you know, with uh, limited, uh, you know, time, um, you know, or sometimes um, I'll have too much time and then I don't have, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, you know, without work or whatever, um, you know, it, it, it'd be nice uh, to just do this uh, solely uh, you know, on an educational, uh, basis, but I guess what I'm asking for is, um, if you can support the show, I'd be thankful. And I think that if you could support the show, um, everyone, uh, would be thankful as well, because it would benefit, uh, you know, the community. And when I say the community, I do mean the Chicano community that is a listener. Um, that's also a part of any of the, um, aspirations that I have, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, building, a network, uh, because this is not going to stop. I'm going to continue, uh, to, you know, build my network, uh, get in touch, uh, you know, with other Chicanos, uh, brainstorm, uh, right now, um, uh, thinking about, um, maybe even getting on a, uh, radio station platform. Um, I'm also, um, thinking about some other opportunities, uh, you know, that we may have, uh, to uh, just grow uh, the network. And when I say the network, I do mean, uh, you know, the Chicano Podcast Network, along with, uh, you know, the other groups that I have, like on Facebook, you know, I have so many different pages, so many different groups, um, you know, Chicano is uh, probably the biggest one. Uh, Chicanos who think they're political experts is uh, the private one uh, that, uh, you know, most of, uh, you know, my confidence, uh, is in, 
uh, you know, when you're, uh, you know, talking to a, a collective group of really smart, uh, you know, Chicanos that know a lot about our history or Chicano studies teachers. Um, you know, we have a lot of people in there that, you know, are part of the Zoom meetings that we do every week. And um, yeah, I just I guess uh, what I'm asking for is just, uh, you know, a support. Um, not only if you like the show, uh, rate the show, recommend the show. Uh, but I'm also going to go ahead and start doing some T-shirts. Um, I'm also just going to ask for donations. Um, if you want to support, uh, you know, anything that I'm doing, any of the endeavors, uh, you know, if you find value, if you like it, um, like I said, uh, just, you know, leave a leave a comment, you know, uh, that that's 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 good enough. But I mean, if you really want to help, if you got some extra bucks, just go ahead and uh, cash cash at me. Uh, my cash tag is uh, whatever that that sign is for uh, dollar sign Chicano podcast. Um, and if you want to go ahead and uh, donate, I would really appreciate it. Um, it will help, uh, you know, support, uh, you know, the show and allow me um, a little bit of, um, you know, freedom and, uh, you know, liberty uh, to um, do the show uh, with some financing. But yeah, anyways, it's not a necessity. I'm just throwing that out there. I appreciate y'all. Um, and until the next episode, peace out, gente. Thank you so much.